The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus here in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us, he said. Then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Good morning. This morning's parable is the fifth in a series of parables that Jesus is telling at a dinner party. Uh, last week's parable was the really confusing one about the shrewd manager that ended with, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve both God and money. And between that story and this story, um, the lectionary skips a little bit that I think is worth taking a look at. It says, in, in Luke it says, The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men, but God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. Strong words. Um, this characterization of the Pharisees throughout Luke and the mention of the reversal of values between corrupt men and God um, sets up this week's parable about the rich man and Lazarus. So we have this rich man, right, who's dressed in in fine clothes and... Um, it's <laughs> dressed in fine clothes and feasts sumptuously, the Bible says, um, regularly, every day. And outside his gate, there's this poor man who's named Lazarus. And he would love to just have crumbs from this guy's table. And the dogs come and lick his sores. You know, he's he's got it bad, right? And they both die. And the poor man is carried by angels to Abraham's side and the rich man is buried but he ends up in Hades actually um, it's interesting to note here that they're both they what we're calling Hades here is the place of the dead okay um, this is not like Hades as in hell or you know like the, the rich man went to hell and the poor man went to heaven okay they're both in the same place, the place of the dead. So, just so we have that kind of in our brains here, this is not meant to be a 
um, Jesus wasn't giving a theological treatise on what have heaven and hell is like okay this parable is about social injustice and a warning to the Pharisees uh, the rich man who ignored Lazarus in life now sees him but his heart is still unchanged towards him and we will see this as we go through Rob Bell in his book says in Rob Bell um, in his book entitled love wins uh, speaks of the rich man's unchanging heart even as he as he is in torment in Hades he is expecting Lazarus who he still sees as beneath him to serve him by bringing him water he says just let him dip his finger in the water and and touch my lips to to ease this torment right Rob Bell says this in their previous life the rich man saw himself as better than Lazarus and now in hell the rich man still sees himself as above Lazarus it's no wonder that Abraham says that there's a chasm that can't be crossed the chasm is the rich man's heart it hasn't changed even in death and torment and agony Gregory of Nyssa who was a uh, church father that lived thousands of years ago um, supports this supports Rob Bell in this from the past <laughs> he says this in my opinion is the gulf which is not made by the parting of the earth but by the decisions in this life which result in a separation into opposite characters the man who has once chosen pleasure in this life and has not cured his inconsiderateness by repentance places the land of the good beyond his own reach for he has dug against himself the yawning impossible abyss okay these this is both ancient and modern views um, describing the same things the rich man is in torment because he cannot change his attitude and it becomes the source of his torment and separation okay his attitude becomes the source of his torment and separation and it makes me wonder how many people suffer from the same self-separation from those around them today those who can't see a person of a different color or a different race as an equal or those who view the view LGBTQ plus as less than themselves right they create this chasm between them and others that cannot be breached the only one who can breach that chasm is that person Gregory continues I think our Lord teaches us this, that these still living in the flesh must as ever as they can separate and free themselves in a way from, with, from its attachments by virtuous conduct, in order that after death they may, ne may not need a second death to cleanse them from the rem remnants that are owing to this cement of the flesh. And when the bonds are loose from around the soul, her soaring up to the good may be swift and unimpeded, with no anguish of the body to distract her. Now, that's a lot of words, right? <laughs> But what Gregory is suggesting here is that if the rich man could let go of these attachments and ideas, that the uncrossable chasm would disappear. And that would be good news for us all. I think all of us have a chasm somewhere in our lives that we need to, that we need to cross, right? And the way we do that is by changing our hearts and our minds and our attitudes. Yet, in this story, the rich man still cannot let go. 
still not interacting with Lazarus directly, he then asks Abraham to send Lazarus to his family, his five brothers, to warn them so that they will also so that they will also not end up in torment, right? And it's telling here that the rich man recognizes Abraham as father. He calls him Father Abraham. But he still does not recognize Lazarus as his brother. He still is viewed as a servant to be sent on a task. And that brings us to possibly the ultimate message of this parable, one of repentance. Abraham tells him that they have... Abraham tells, tells the rich man, you know, they have Moses and the prophets, that they have everything that they need already. And the rich man argues that if someone from the dead goes to them, that they will repent. Abraham replies that they won't listen to, to Moses and the prophets. They will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. And here, Jesus is obviously foreshadowing his own death and resurrection and foretelling their reaction to it. And it's easy for us, you know, whenever we tell these parables, we like to figure out who we are in the parable. You know, are we the rich man or are we Lazarus? And we like to look at this and say, well, I'm not the rich man. I wouldn't act like that, you know. Um, but the reality is, you know, we're not the poor man. <laughs> Hopefully you haven't experienced life like the poor man has, you know, begging for scraps from the table and having dogs lick your sores and just living a completely miserable life. So we're not the poor man. Um, are we the rich man? Well, we're probably closer to the rich man than we are the poor man. But I think in this parable, we are the brothers. And the rich man wants us to get this message, right? And Abraham tells them they have the law and the prophets. That even if someone rose from the dead and came to them, they still would not believe. And we have all of that, right? We have the law and the prophets. That's the... The law and the prophets is basically the Old Testament. Okay? Moses and the prophets. And we have someone who's risen from the dead. And it's still difficult for us. To believe right for all you doubters out there <laughs> I feel for you I do the Bible is a hard book to read there's so much unknown stuff in it there's so many difficult passages there's so many difficult things in the Bible things that don't make sense um, this is why we also have the church right this is why we have community this is why I do what I do Jesus tells a lot of stories, um, a lot of parables, but these last five that he's told, including the two that we'll, we'll read next week, um, all point to the same thing. And it's a theme that we at St. Jude's come back to over and over again about loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor as yourselves, right? Loving others more than money. Loving others more than things. Love God and love your neighbor. We've said it over and over. We've said it a million times. So much that I worry that it gets too... That we hear it too much. Then it becomes meaningless towards us. But the reality is... If we can do these two things... Love God and love our neighbor... 
the rest of this, these doubts and things that we worry about and all this other stuff will work themselves out. And that, my friends, is good news. And now, 